This is the First Security Financial Show with David Compton from First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, David provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now here is David Compton to help you find out how to be secured financially. All right, another Saturday morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. Good morning. Glad you can tune in, whether you're a long-time listener, first-time listener. Um, glad you could tune in. If you get a chance, if you're in a position to write our number down, we'd like you to write it down, not a call in to the show. But it's a call in that you can uh, talk to us, set up a time to sit down with us and get that second opinion, one 800 858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Um, one of the things in our ever-changing technology-laced world is the podcasts. Everybody likes podcasts now. And that's that's one of the big, not just now, it's been an ongoing thing. And it's something we've had that we just haven't drawn a lot of attention to. You can go to our website and listen to previous shows. Uh, this show here will be on the podcast uh, either Friday or Monday. Uh, excuse me, not Friday. E- yeah, either e- by Saturday or rather on Monday. Uh, but you can go to Spotify and type in First Security Financial, uh, iTunes, Apple Music, or as I mentioned, the website, FirstSecurityFinancialWealthManager.com. So either way, the podcast, if you hear something on our show um, or you want to. Re- Go back and listen to something from the past. It's a perfect way to do it while you're doing some yard work. Pop on the ear, put the earbuds or the headphones on, and while you're cutting grass, and you can listen to one of our podcasts as well. So, uh, just a different way to to do it. You're not on Saturday morning. You're riding around. You can't always listen. Right. We're going to talk a little bit about retirement surprise, huh? But we're going to incorporate what I call wife talk. What the heck does that mean? Well, the majority of times, the individuals that come in to break the ice with us, to start the process, to get the second opinion, to ask all the questions, 95% of the time it's the husband and it's the husband by himself. So, I don't know how things unfold at your house. (laughs) I don't know if the wife is fully engaged in that. Does she understand? She may know you're going. But are and and every circumstance is different. It's not a put down. This is an, an trying to get a feel for what what's actually happening in, in households. Right. So um my my statement to the wives out there is don't let don't let the husband make all the decisions without have you understanding the implications of those decisions. Because it's gonna affect you down the, down right. the road. And you know what? Two heads are always better than one. I'm not trying to be divisive here. But what I am trying to say, even for husbands, sometimes it's a good idea to throw pass some things by your wives. They have a different perspective than you might have on it. And they can bring something else to the table, ask questions. So two heads are better than one. That's the whole thing there. And she is not just your wife. She's your partner. She needs to have some input in that and understand the implications of it. Understand how she's going to be impacted down the road. 
the importance of it. And that's why I'm gonna call, today our show is called Retirement Wife Talk. We need to listen to our wives. She needs to understand everything. So many times, and I and look, my wife is one that doesn't. You take care of it, don't worry. So, and what I've re- had to resort to do is I have a letter of instruction in my desk upstairs at my house. Depend, and now I don't know if I, you know, if I get killed in a car wreck, something happens. You know, if I get diagnosed with a terminal illness, well, then I'll have a, a more time to update that and spell everything out. But if I get killed suddenly, I don't. And she's she'll be lost. Yeah. She don't even know where all the money's at. So, you know, if I was a devious person, I could do her <laughs> I could hide a lot yeah. of money, but that's that's not that's not my, my intent for sure. But she wouldn't know would your wives if you're not fifty nine and a half, something happened, do you do does your wife know what money that she would use? How to use it? What's the best thing to do? If at fifty nine and a half you still had minor children at home. What would you do? Yeah. Do you know if the husband died? You can go sign up for Social Security. Did you know that? If you have a minor child, if you've adopted a child. So those are things that that are important to know. Uh, But it's going to go back to having the wife understand. uh, And, you know, our starting point always on all of our shows we talk about what makes a successful retirement, whether it's one or two people, is when do you or we start getting Social Security? It's a big deal. Why is it a big deal that the wife needs to know when the husband's going to draw? Because the wives outlive us 80% of the time. And if they outlive us 80% of the time, when he dies, she's going to, in most cases, get your Social Security check because it's the biggest one. You, they need to look at that and 10, 15 years, 20 years down the road and that happens, that's the check you're going to get. Not that check and your check. Right. And that's if she's 60, if she's full retirement Time. age when he dies. Right. If she's 63 when he dies and he's older, it's going to be reduced based on her age. And then if she's working, it she's only going to be she's going to be limited to how much she can work so there's a lot of moving parts in that as well that's why a lot of people need help in making those decisions and unfortunately sometimes they come in the office they already made the decisions they recognize they made the wrong decision there's nothing they can do about it so my thought process is before you make those type of major decisions talk to somebody had some clients that have been clients of mine for about five years came into the office um this past week and we had a a really good conversation we've had good conversations in the past but he simply retired from the state and so he's got a pension they're living off of his pension and some of his savings money that he had he was wondering if he wanted to turn his income stream on but he's also one that put his 30 years in and paying social security so he's eligible for social security both of them are 62 he doesn't want to wisely before he went and signed up. Now he has a guy, a, a buddy that worked for the Social Security office as well. So, buddy's telling him to sign up at sixty-two. So I ran a Social Security maximization report for him, and his wife's wondering what to do. So looked at her PIA number at full retirement age. Looked at his. She works some outside the home, but because she stayed home with the kids she doesn't have all the the higher years so 
the recommendation was let her start taking it at 62 right now and she'll get a little over 500 a month let it roll up excuse me let his roll up to about 68 and then when he turns on social security she can take the spousal benefit and hers doubles to a thousand plus he's going to get right at i think it was about three thousand a month so the whole idea with that now in the meantime we had he has other savings and other monies we can pull off of to live off of but at the end of the day why does this turn out to be better because even though he's spending down some of his money for those few years his pension's taking care of the bulk of his stuff his social security rolled up for both of them not just him so it more than offset what he was taking out of his uh his annuity account and then secondly and we weren't locking the income in but at the end of the day, when he takes full Social Security with his pension, uh, the income was going to be about 76000 a year. If he kicked the annuity in at that point, it was going to put him at 100000 which is more money he was making while he was working. So the whole point with that is, and he goes, man, I'm glad I came. He said, I was getting ready to turn on 62, and he wasn't sure. And you know what? If he turned it on 62, it's his own, it's his own choice. He could do that as well. It's not, it's not a wrong or right choice, but it's understanding the numbers and the implications. Because for me, the best thing to do was let her take Social Security at 62. She was going to draw it for five years, and then it doubles. Well, you know what? Five years of $500 a month is $36,000 of money that, that, wouldn't, that was left on the table if they didn't take it. I bet the Social Security guy didn't break it down for him like that. Then. Well, he just, he just, you know, once again, if you go to Social Security, and this is where I think it's somewhat misleading, is Social Security tells you it doesn't matter whether you take it at 62, 66, or 67, it balances out in the wash. I, that may be right if everybody dies about 75, 76 years old. For the ones that blow right past that number, and living well into their 80s and pushing 90, the longer you wait, the more money, money you're going to gain. And that's a fact. That's a. But it also comes down to what you were saying before that. You're looking at what was she going to get if he died. You know, the, by him waiting, his number jumps up to 3000 When he dies, she only loses her 1000 Right. Whereas if he takes it earlier and locks it in at twenty three hundred, she's really going to be hitting those savings. Then. Right. Then she lost not only the thousand, but the other seven that she would have gotten by waiting longer as well. Right. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're about to head to our first break. We're going to talk a little bit more about retirement wife talk. Wives, you need to have a share in this. So when the husband comes in, sits down with the financial advisor. You need to understand, you need to equip him with some questions. And if you don't know what questions to ask, then you need to maybe potentially do some research yourself to find out what you need to ask, what's important, what, what do you need to know. Because this is for both of you. It's not just for one. And most retirement plans should be positioned and geared to take care of mom and dad, not just dad or not just mom. That's right. So write this number down. We gave it to you earlier, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. 
or go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. We're going to head to our first break. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. I'm Welcome back. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. We've been talking, first segment, we're talking retirement, wife talk. And, you know, husbands, majority of them are the ones that initiate the conversation with us, initiate the first appointment. Uh, we believe strongly at some point you got to bring the wives in, not just when it's time to sign paperwork. Get her involved in the whole process. I, and I know most of you go back and talk to your wives about it, but she needs to understand all the implications to decisions that are being made. Because sometimes, and, and I've had a few clients where where the husband, you know, he's determined to draw Social Security at a certain point, and then when you bring the wife in and you look at the whole picture, he goes, well, maybe it is better that we wait a little longer because it's not just on him, it's on her. The second part of that is, and, you know, we talked the whole first segment primarily about the importance of Social Security is based on two life expectancies. Wives outlive the husbands 80% of the time. So ultimately, when the husband dies, the survivor benefit is generally the higher Social Security check from the husband. That's a big difference. So now you need to look at that check for over a, over two lifetimes, not one. So it, it can be a big deal. And maybe it isn't depending on what other assets you have. The same thing applies if, if you one of the few that has a company pension. And from time to time, clients will come in and they'll bring the paperwork and say, because when you go to take a company pension, they'll give you about six, seven, eight different options to choose. And people get overwhelmed with the options. And on several occasions, the husbands just check the higher of the ones, the higher of the uh, the choices, what, not totally realizing what he just did for him and what he didn't do for her, <laughs> and and it's not a it's not really a laughing matter, but the reality of it is, if he takes a single life expectancy and they pay you more money based on your life expectancy, why? Because w- women outlive us eighty percent of the time. They know the numbers, too. That's what it's based on. So if the husband dies, the wife, and he took a single payout, she gets none of the pension. Okay? Some other options they have that she can, and some, and not all options are the same. She might get 80% of it. She might get 50% of the pension, or she could get 100%. Each one of them causes a reduction in what you get on a monthly basis. So some husbands say, well, I mean, this one's $300 a month uh, less, right? But it's paid out over two life expectancies. You have to understand. So what happens if you take the single and your pension is $2,000 a month? She no longer gets the $2,000 a month. Are there other resources that she has, that y'all have, that she'll be able to live off of? Remember, she's going to give up one Social Security check if she die, If you die. It's hers, more than likely, and she's going to get the higher one. If she gives up the pension, can she just live on that one Social Security check? Do you have other monies that will easily do it? You might. It, it might make sense to you. To me, it doesn't make sense for two or $300 a month. Right. If it, now, there are circumstances when the wife comes to, uh, to come in to take the pension. If there's a difference in age... Eight to ten years. Okay, now 
Now there's other options you need to look at because in some cases, the drop off on the pension could be substantial. And that and that's where life insurance comes in. Right. So how do you address that? That's one avenue. Now, yep. if, if you've got a whole bunch of money set aside somewhere else, you say, well, you know what? She'll be covered over here. I get that. Or life insurance is another one. So just to give you an example, let's say the difference in the pension because the wife is so much younger is a thousand dollars a month you go well that's a thousand and i have to agree i'm not going to leave a thousand dollars on the table each month that's twelve thousand a year ten years one hundred twenty thousand. so how do you solve that problem maybe you keep 500 of it and spend the other 500 on life insurance so you're still 500 to the good but you spent 500 on life insurance to protect her that if you die prematurely now she's got another chunk of money that she can convert into income the whole purpose of that money is to convert it to income for what she's going to lose on the pension and and the other part of that that you didn't even take in and most people don't is that the pension's taxed every month that you get it good point that uh check that you get from the insurance company for life insurance that you set up income no taxes right and so what means is you don't have to replace it a dollar per dollar that's right so if you're in a 25% tax bracket and the state's charging you five, that means 30% of that money you're not getting anyway. So right. if you only if you only replaced 70 to 80% of that money in non-taxable money, it would be the equivalent. That's You'd right. be in good, just as good a shape as well. So once again, these are things that are part of that retirement wife talk that the husband needs to be having with the wife. And you know what? If you don't know all of those things... This is why we encourage husbands to bring the wives in or the wives need to call us and talk to us about it. Not that he's doing anything wrong or that he's, but maybe there's just a different way he's looking at it and he doesn't know all the options involved. It's always good to have another set of eyes on it, another set of ears on it where they're hearing, are we hearing the same thing here? You know, it's good right. to question that and say, well, hold on, let me, do, do I, you really understand what that means? And if they don't, you know, they have each other to bounce those ideas off of as well. Write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. It's not a call into the show. It is a call in to talk to us about some of these things that we've been discussing. Um, retirement planning, this, both of you need to be involved in the decision making here. Even though one predominantly takes the lead in it, you might say, both need to know the, the decisions that are being made and the pros and cons to both decisions. You yeah. want to, you know, it's informed decision. That's what we talk about all the time on the radio at our seminars. Make informed decision. If I make an informed decision and I feel like I've explored all the avenues and it still doesn't work out for me, I, I have an easier time living with that. Maybe I still don't like the outcome, right. but it's easier. Well, you know what? I, I, I did the best I could. I looked at all the avenues and things still didn't work out. And that happens sometimes. But in most cases, if we make informed decisions, whether it's drawing Social Security, taking a pension, uh, all if you make that informed decision, you know what your choices are. In most cases, there's not too many downsides to making the choice. You know, right. you know what's, what's the worst case scenario in those situations. So, And it's about covering the bases. So if I do take the pension on a single payout, am I still protecting the wife? And if you are, then you can live with that, whether there's longevity or there's not. 
It's right. ju- it just depends. But understand all the questions. Understand the things that you're going to be faced with as well. Um, another thing, it comes to home ownership. And this is a lot of times a big issue here. If you've got your mortgage paid off on your home, you're, you're, you're a step ahead. If you still have a mortgage, will you be able to pay that off by the time you retire? If not, how many more years past it? And if you're pushing 60, don't refinance long-term debt to cover a short-term problem. Right. And that's what happens a lot. A lot lot, lot of people do that. And then we see people that are coming into retirement. Well, we have a 30-year mortgage. How far are you into it? Well, I'm about 10 years into it. That means you got 20 years left. You're probably not going to pay your retirement, your house off. And if you got enough income and you got enough money, it's not a necessarily a big issue. Here's the other big question. And from time to time, John, you and I, we, 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 we talk about clients all the time not negatively, but bounce ideas off each other. And this goes back to what we're really talking about here, about retirement wife talk, why husbands and wives need to bounce things off each other so they can talk about them. Sometimes they may not make sense to us. Well, we do that with each other. When we have a client, I got a client that I'm working with, and I, and this and this and this is what I was thinking. This And so it gives us a different idea how to, how to look at things. But the, the house, boy, if there's ever a... And a lot of those source, I call it a a sore spot (laughs) because a lot of time it's wrapped in sentimentality. I raised my kids in that house. My grandkids love it. They love out by the pool. They love, and I get that. But if you retire and you got a twenty five hundred dollar a month house note, and you're only going to have four or five, say four thousand dollars of retirement dollars, are you really willing to spend twenty five hundred on it? for the privilege to stay in that house. And then a lot of times you can't afford it. And you, that has to be part of the conversation. Right. You may not be able to feed the grandkids when they come over to swim <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> so. Well, we're going to start selling some of the furniture off and, you know, <laughs> right. But it's sometimes you got to look at the numbers and we will come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And some of the other things that really need to be discussed by both spouses about decisions being made for retirement. Uh, Give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. If you want to continue that conversation with us, we want to hear what you have to say. It's not a talk call into the radio show, but call into the office. Set up a time. We want to hear what you have to say about your retirement plan, what what ideas you're considering. And I I promise you, we'll give you a different perspective on things than what you're you're thinking in most cases. And uh, I know a lot of my new clients existing clients they appreciate when we come in we give them a different perspective than what they possibly were thinking and once again it's about making informed decisions 1-800-858-3029 we're going to head to our second break we'll be right back all right we're back everyone i'm david compton he's john compton and we've been talking retirement we're talking wife talk you know we we like this Retirement's not being macho. It's trying to, you know, I'm the man. I can handle it all. No, it's about having reasonable conversations so you make the best informed decisions. And the only way you're going to do that is you and and the wife, you and the spouse, if it's the husband and wife, have to make the decisions that both are comfortable with. Um, the mortgage is one of those, or the houses, 
if you got the house paid off, and as long as the property taxes and the flood yeah. insurance and the homeowner's insurance isn't too high, I, I've got a client, his flood insurance, property taxes, and homeowner's insurance, he lives in uh, Slidell over there close to the lake, it's $2,500 a month. $30,000 a year. But the that's and the house is not paid for. If it was paid for, $2,500 a month of retirement income is dedicated toward the privilege of living in that house. That's the only way to look at it. The insurances could go up. And the taxes and so the will ta- go yeah, yeah, the taxes will. will. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Now, that's fine if you've got the nest egg that's going to give you all the income to take care of it. That's fine. But... That's not always the case, and some of the times, you know, what I what I tell clients is this: I'm a fiduciary. I'm not gonna sit. I'm not gonna be the yes guy that tells you, Bob, Mary, go ahead and stay in the house. I see it all the time. Clients come in and their advisor, they call their current advisors up and they say, Hey, we're gonna, re- I'm gonna retire in uh, in a month, and I'm gonna start needing income. All right, Bob, tell me how much you need. I'll we'll get it set up, start sending it to you. So it's like. If you hear that type of conversation, it should raise a red flag and saying that your advisor has no rhyme or reason as to how you're pulling money off. It he's just ne- pulling it, it off. He's just pulling it off, and he's got his fingers crossed, and he's hoping it's going to last. That's not a plan. I, I would be terrified. And especially if you throw a number out there, or he does, that you don't think sustainable. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that means you you have to question mm-hmm. what he's doing. You know, it's like anything. If if you know it doesn't sound right, it's probably not. Yeah, I went through a drive through yesterday. Give me an example. I ordered something when I got to the drive through. I knew what the price should have been because it was on the thing. When she told me, I said, "No, I don't think so." I I didn't order that. I ordered this. Oh, well, it was five dollars more. Well, it's just like that. When you go to take retirement, if you know it doesn't sound right, right, you have to question that or not. You're going to get home, and when I order, wasn't in the bag. Right. Or you're going to get, get 10 years down the road, and you're out of money. And that's what happens. Yeah. Because, all right, 10, 15 years down the road, now you realize you've been taking out too much. And the, and it's you, too late. And the conversation is, well, and you t- look at the advice, well, you told me I could take this. Well, you said that's what you, you needed. You it. You you got to talk about. So it's it's not it's about sustainability. What's the feasibility of being able to take this amount of money, and that it's going to last us our retirement life? Oh well, that's a different story. But see, that's what retirement planning is about. If you don't have an income plan in there, you're going to disrupt your whole retirement. Right. You know, we talked about the mortgage in the house. A lot of that is tied up into a lot of emotion because people. You know, if, depending on how long you, you lived in your house, some people don't get attached to their houses. They look at the houses. Well, you know, we lived there for ten years and then we moved on, and they, and and some people are okay with that. Housing comes down to affordability. Does it make sense to stay here? And then as you get older, if you've got a big place and you're cutting grass on four or five acres, there's two things that come up. First of all, once you retire, do you still want to be? dedicated to cutting four or five acres and take care of now some people that is their joy of retirement Retirement. yeah and once again you got to weigh that out is that your joy if it's not 
then do you, or do you consider making a change? Is the house too big to maintain? Is it something, well, we want the kids to come in and have a place. I, you know, I get those things too, but it's a tough decision. But if they're only coming in once or twice a year, that's it. You might be put them in a motel, motel room and you pay for the bill for right, them. That's right. You know, and, and just, just have a big kitchen where we can all get together and eat together. So, but the whole point with that is it, it comes down to affordability and being able, and, but some of it, some of it is, is so obvious uh, to where you know a client comes in and 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 the house note and the insurance and everything is way more is taking 50 60 70 percent of their income in retirement then then it becomes so obvious that the reason you don't see it is because you don't want to see it right and it's not a knock it because it, it's it's a it's a real obvious you you got to step back and, and take your emotions away that's the one the husband and wife got to really talk about then that's why you got to say, hey, you got to be able to step up and say, we really cannot afford that. And I tell clients that. I don't think you can afford this house. Well, we're not, we're not going to move. I said, all right, well, that's your decision. But as a fiduciary, I need to tell you what's in your best interest. If you're paying 60%, 70% of your retirement income in a house note, you cannot afford, afford that, that house. house. That's right. So what you do with that is up to you. I can't force you to sell your house. I ain't even going to try but the reality of it is, don't call me every month and say, hey, you need more money, you need more money. Because <laughs> what's going to ultimately happen, we put a plan together, it's going to come unraveled because you're you're going to be taking more money out than is sustainable. And that's the thing that you need to understand. You need to understand it coming, going in through the front door, not wait until you're going out the back door because you don't have a choice now. Right. And that's that's the challenge. So now we move into income planning. How much income do you need? This is where both of you are involved at this point. This is how much do y'all actually spend? One of you, husband or wife, pays the bills. One of you has an idea of what we're spending each month. So if you're spending four or $5,000 a month and you don't have any debt, that's probably not going to change in retirement. If anything, it might step up a little bit because you've got a lot more free time on your hand. You might go eat lunch out a little bit more than you normally do or dinner, and you catch a few more movies, and you play a little bit more rounds of golf and fish a little bit more. So all of those things need to be incorporated into your monthly budget. That's right. Where is that monthly budget coming from? If you don't have a retirement plan that's sustainable, that both of you are comfortable with it's not going to work we already know finances is probably one of the top of the list that that couples argue and and uh, fight about you might say finances this is an opportunity to really make sure you don't have a lot of those if you put this plan together because what's going to cause you to have those fights in retirement is if you don't have an income plan and you wake up five seven eight years later and you realize you've spent way more money than what you should have. And it should be obvious. If you've only got $400,000 and your advisor's telling you, ah, oh, Bob, Mary, take 5000 a month, you can do it. No. 5000 a month on uh, $500,000 is an 8% withdrawal. No, am I, no, 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 it's more than that. Listen, look, look at my math. So if you've got 500000 and you take an eight percent out is four thousand a month. That's it's, it's, that's that's and what did I say? If you take in, you need five thousand, right? 
No, you need four thousand a month, forty-eight thousand. You got five. Five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand. You're taking ten percent. Right at ten, maybe a hair under ten percent. That's not a sustainable it's not gonna number. Last. No. It's not going to last. That's not even counting so, the market adjust. That should raise a flag to you. If you hear that, you go, "Whew, that's that sound. That doesn't sound reasonable. It's not. It is not." I had a client came in last week, uh, an advisor that he had. He didn't have a huge portfolio. He says, "Hey, he says if you want, you can get three thousand a month off of it." He goes, "No, I don't need three thousand. He said that sounds too much anyway, and it was based on the amount of money he had, and he only needed two, a little less than two anyway. So sometimes if it sounds too generous, you need to sit back and just do some simple math, and it may say, "Wow." If you're if you're pulling six, eight, ten percent on a regular basis off your portfolios, all it takes is one 30, 40 percent dip in the market that is going to wreck your retirement, or at least the income part of it. That's why having sustainable income streams that you and your spouse cannot outlive. And we're not talking about dedicating the whole portfolio to achieving that. We're talking about taking a piece of your 401k, dedicating it for income, and the other piece putting it in a managed money platform for future growth. It's about income, sustainable right. income. If you want to see what that can look like for you and your, your circumstance, you and your spouse, and you want to sit down and talk with us, give us a call, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Go to the website, firstsecuritywealthmanager.com. And don't forget our podcast. You can go to Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, even our website. And with the exception of the website, the other three, just just um, in the search bar, hit First Security Financial, and it'll bring you up to our podcast. Or the easiest part is giving us a call, 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our last break. We'll be right back. All right, everyone. We are back for our last segment. Whether you've been tuning in earlier or not, uh, glad you could tune in. And we've been talking about something uh, uh, from really from a logic standpoint. It should be common sense that when you talk about retirement, both husband and wife need to be fully engaged in it as well. And I know I see it even in my own household. There's always one, you know, because I'm the advisor, my wife has a certain comfort level that I'm taking care of everything. But if I drop dead tomorrow, she's in the dark. And I, can't, need to know. and I can't get her to really sit down and engage in conversation because with some women, when you start talking about death, you freak them out over it, and they don't want to talk about right. it. Oh, that means you're going to die. Right. Well, I don't want to just talk about it. I said, well, you know, it, it, unfortunately, it's something we got to talk about if you're faced with it. Wouldn't you rather talk about it now than if I'm not here? You go, I wonder what he wanted me to do. What should I do now? What you know? And then you go get advice from somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about. So... My deal here is I, I spelled everything out for her as much as I could. And because, and then periodically it, it's at a point now where it needs updating. My wife just, you know, she's turned 60 now, so she's past her 59 and a half. Still don't want her to touch the IRA no. money, and there's plenty enough other monies that she can supplement. We got a minor son still at home, so for another year and a half, he'll be, you know, before he's 18, she could get a Social Security check off of him if something happened. That's uh, because because I died just for him, and I think they will give her one as well because she's 
uh, and then after he reaches 18, they both go away unless she takes a widow's pension. And I, I wouldn't encourage her to do that as well. But once again, it's about having conversations. What are the pros and cons? Understand that every action has a reaction. And you need to know if I take this action, what's that going to look like down the road? How, how will that impact me positively or negatively? And that's really what we're trying to get clients to understand. And, you know, I, I see when clients come in and sit down, I see sometimes there's, a, there's almost an overwhelming because they feel it's, there's so much they have to make decisions on. This is why pre-planning helps so much. It's a lot of conversations about what you want to do, what's best for you, what's your goals, what's your objectives, what's your expectation for income. All of those things are things that need to be talked about over and over so that you have a, we get a full understanding of what you're trying to accomplish, what your goals are as well, to make sure that you two are on the same page. Sometimes husbands and wives are on the, not on the same page. I've seen husbands that are very, very aggressive and wives are very conservative. And you can reach that happy medium, but sometimes that's a challenge. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. This is why the I, I find the income plan works for both. Because if we help you plan Social Security, and, and not, I think that's the number one thing. People don't think that they have to plan for that. Social Security is an asset, and it's not treated as an asset. It's treated as a number that I go sign up for a check. 62, 66, and 70. And it's, it's, that's not, that's not there's it. all to that's it. Right. There's a lot more to it as well. So once you understand Social Security and that, that it is an informed, educational way of drawing, it's a numbers game, so to speak. Now, let me back that up. It's not a numbers game. It's more of a, okay, here's what it is at this age, but if I wait a couple more years, look how much it bumps up. The difference in some cases from 66 to 70 could be $1,000 a month. $1,000 a month is 12000 a year. Five years is $60,000. Ten years is $120,000. 50 years is 170,000, uh, no, 100 and, look at me, my math today is, it's 120, 160, it'd be 180,000. And it's actually more than that because the cost of living adjustments yeah, this. are on top of that. It compounds. And, you know, a cost of living adjustment on 3,000 a month is a lot more than it is on 2200 a month or 2000 a month. So all of those things factor into that uh, as, as well. Then the income plan. With our system or our strategies, we help clients put together the Social Security, the income plan. And this is what gives the wives confidence that, they, that the husband can retire. Because in reality, retirement is... Not that you no longer work for XYZ company. You're no longer getting paid by XYZ company. So you work for this company all these years. The check quits coming in. She knows it's going to quit coming in. You know it too. 
And what happens? The anxiety level goes up. Oh, I sure hope we can replace this. I hope our nest egg allows us to do it. And the way that allows you to do it the most comfortably and the less stress is having an income plan with a guaranteed income stream. So now you know Social Security's coming. I've got money coming off of my fixed indexed annuity. All my needs are met here. Our standard of living is, is the same as it was when we were working. There's where we satisfy the wives. So if we got a husband that's a little more aggressive in the market, then we take the remainder of the money, put it in a managed money platform based upon his risk tolerance where he can continue to grow that money for down the road. And it's, 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 a, it's a meet in the middle. But it also accomplishes so much more. It takes a lot of the stress. When you know your bills are getting paid, it's just like when you were working. Back in 08 and 09, think about how you felt when you opened up those statements to your 401ks or your portfolios and saw you had lost maybe 40%. It wasn't a good feeling. How do you think that might feel if you're no longer working and you're not contributing any money in there and you're pulling money out of there to live off of? I guarantee you the sunken feeling in your stomach sinks a lot deeper when, you, when you're looking at it from retirement versus I'm still working. What this does, it doesn't mean the managed money can't lose money, but what it does mean is that I know Social Security and my uh, income plan is going to give me the money every month whether the market's up or down. So it's just like when I was working because I, when I was working, I wasn't dependent on my 401K to pay any bills. And now my managed money, I'm not necessarily dependent on it to pay any bills right now. It's further down the road. So I have some time left. If it goes down, then it can come back up as well. It's about putting a plan together. It's about having conversation. That's why we talked about this show today. We call it Retirement Wife Talk. You have to have conversations with your wives, but you also need to continue that conversation with advisors that can give you a different perspective than on just the way you two are thinking. Because you don't know all the vehicles and, and the rules with Social Security, uh, the tax law. We didn't even touch on taxes. And taxes really is a whole different issue in itself. Another day, another topic. But all of those things come into play. And if you want a, a less stressful, a more successful retirement, write the number down. Give us a call. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. And if you've heard things on the show that you want to go back and maybe re-listen to again, you thought you heard something or you just want to hear it again, you can go to our podcast. They're on the website or you can go under Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music. And under the search bar, hit First Security Financial, and, and you can go in there and there's a whole listing of our podcasts, different titles to the show. They may, some of them may appeal to you, maybe that you didn't even hear at all. So you can go back at your own convenience and look at those as well. This is going to wrap up another weekend. Glad you were able to tune in. Uh, if you want to write the number down again, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Have a good weekend. We'll be back next week. And thank you for listening to the First Security Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact David Compton at First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. Call 800-858-3029 or visit their website at firstsecurityfinancialshow.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Louisiana or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Louisiana. Insurance products and services are offered through an affiliated company, David Compton, Inc., DBA for Security Financial.